Welcome to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, the ultimate resource for business success and growth. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and I'm thrilled to be joining you on this exciting journey. Currently, I hold the position of VP and GM of NWS Canada. Additionally, I take pride in being the author of the critically acclaimed book, Never Sit in the Lobby. Throughout this podcast, my mission is crystal clear, to equip you with the strategies and insights you need to not only establish a strong presence in front of your clients, but also to take meaningful action and maintain that position. After all, being a pleasure to do business with is the key to fostering lasting connections in the corporate world. Together, we'll explore the art of not just building a successful and profitable company, but also cultivating a high-performing team that's capable of achieving remarkable results. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or anyone looking to excel in the world of commerce, this podcast is tailored to help you thrive. If you're eager to be part of the conversation, I encourage you to visit my website, navigate to the podcast section where you can sign up and stay updated and participate in the show. Our episodes typically run for a duration of 30 to 40 minutes, ensuring you get a compact yet insightful dose of valuable information. So get ready to unleash your profit powerhouse potential. Join me on this podcast as we delve into the strategies, stories, and secrets that will drive your success. Remember, your journey to becoming an influential person and prosperous business leader starts right now. Welcome to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, where we delve into the strategies, stories, and insights building profitable and sustainable businesses. Today, I'm excited to welcome Chase Friedman. Uh, he's an impassioned brand storyteller and marketing strategist who believes in the potential for businesses to do good and do well. As the founder of Vanquish Media Group, he's bridged the gap between inspired branded content and digital marketing activation, transforming audiences into brand ambassadors. Welcome, Chase. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, great. Great great to have you here. So um, you always, you know, typical first question is sort of a uh, little bit of a, you know, life, life story. How'd you get here? A uh, bit of background. Mm-hmm um and yeah. how you how you ended up starting your firm and stuff like that yeah for sure um <clears throat> pretty unconventional route which i'm sure many <laughs> many people ha- have come about but background is not in branding not in marketing it's actually in storytelling i started my career as a as a storyteller um independent um uh director writer producer in film and television um oh, wow and love the ability to create and craft and share stories that would inspire people to to action to feel to drive emotion, um, but realized that the, that the industry of, of Hollywood entertainment wasn't quite for me, but I love storytelling. Right. So I began to kind of really parlay that into really working with brands at the dawn of what we would we consider now, it's in the zeitgeist, is branded content and brand storytelling, right. the dawn of YouTube and creating influencers. So really bringing this kind of passion for storytelling to brands and how they were going to be able to create uh, and form deeper connections with their audiences. Um, you know, I believe in, in, uh, as you know, brand strategy is really kind of the foundational piece, um, before you get into any of these marketing and kind of sales tactics. And right. so really understanding your brand identity and your brand strategy, um, is starts with good storytelling. So that's kind of what's led me okay. cool. to do that today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I, uh, I have a question I didn't have planned, but now I really want to ask it, which is, um, you know, I love definitions, right? So. Yeah. For people, I'm sure everybody that's listening already thinks they know what brand is, but what is brand, right? Like if someone says, 
you know, uh, can you can you define that for us? What that means when you talk about this is my brand? <laughs> it's a great, it's a great question. Um, I'll tell you. I'll first. I'll tell you what a brand is not. Okay. <laughs> brand. A brand is not a logo. It's not a slogan. It's not the name of your company. It's not your colors. It's not your. You know, it's an amalgam of those things, right? Right. A brand. You know, Marty Neumeier says it's great. You know, a brand is what people say you are. So it's the brand is the perception in the minds of your audiences, your stakeholders, your consumers um, of how they perceive and define you. Right. Now that's shocking for a business and to say, wait a minute, we don't control. Well, you do, but it's it's about crafting cohesively, consistently, the message, the visuals, everything you put out into the world, because it is the culmination of those things that 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 make up a good brand. So right. uh, a okay. brand is many things all together working in concert. Um, and it's not singularly just what I think people go, yeah, the logo is the brand. No, not not quite. It's, there's quite a bit more to it. Got it. Okay. Um, you'd mentioned purpose-driven people and organizations. Yeah. Can you sort of elaborate on what that means and, and why it's important? Or Yeah, look, I, I believe that purpose um, really helps drive everything from strategy to kind of activation of, of an organization. Um, purpose to me in business is what do you believe? Why do you exist beyond the bottom line? Right. Right. Um, that is so much more important today than ever before in business uh, uh, to have a clearly defined purpose around your brand. The reason being is okay. we're living in this stakeholder-driven sort of economy where people want to you know, buy from, work for, and invest in companies that align with their values and their identities, yeah. right? So without understanding what this business, what this brand stands for beyond features and benefits and pricing and convenience, give me something more, right? Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I mean by purpose. You look okay. at your tr traditional purpose organizations like nonprofits. Great. We have a certain cause that we're after, but really more for for-profit and B2B businesses as well. Right. Um, this is a the, the data is 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 overwhelming and how a commitment to brand purpose can drive business growth. Got it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and one of the other, I think one of your buzzwords is sort of mindful marketing. So yeah. uh, how, what does that do differ? How does that differ maybe from traditional marketing strategies? And, you know, yeah, and, I think you know, the best way to put it is, is sometimes less is more. Um, okay. It's quality over quantity. You okay. know, it's very easy for businesses to get caught up in the game of we have to be on all channels and do all things and create all content for all people. Right. Um, so being a little bit more mindful and intentional about your marketing um, can really go a long way. It can save you time and money and resources, but also get you quicker into the tribes and the the the, the intended sort of target audiences you want to interact with. So stop trying to be all things to all people, develop and define your core purpose, and then go mindfully deploy that through your marketing communications and channels um, that speak directly to them. And you're going to build right. incredible brand loyalty and trust Um beyond anything else you can kind of achieve for a quick one-off engagement. Right. Okay. Uh, another, yeah, you keep triggering all these things to me thinking <laughs> of that I hadn't planned, but um, given, given your specialty in marketing and I mean, and just for reference, I'm sort of more on the sales side of things or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, you're at a, you're at a dinner party or whatever cocktail party and someone says, Hey, what's the difference between sales and marketing, right? Like mm. how, how do you answer that? Or, you know, what's your take on it? Just sort of, uh, 
you know, that's a great question. That's <laughs> a great a question. One. There's <laughs> and in Sorry my mind, I'm yeah. Picture, yeah, I'm picturing all these. There's some really great sort of memes and, and, right. and graphics that kind of position the two together mm -hmm. um, or the differences. Um, I think marketing is really about positioning a, a desired future state for somebody. Okay. Right? Um, so, you know, so you know what? Just to get your take on it, uh, let me show you what I, how I answer the question, and then okay. you can then maybe debate my response. Okay. okay. See okay. if I'm if I'm close to sure. the thing or whatever. So. Whenever that thing comes up about sales and marketing, right? And I have this like, you know, I have this like thing of, you know, pet peeve, right? That they're so different, right? And yeah, and I'm and so what the yeah. way I say it, I say, look, you know, when you're standing in front of a customer, closing business, doing demonstrations, getting the order, that's selling, everything else is marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Lead generation, you know, LinkedIn, all that stuff, your email campaigns, your website, you know, your everything you're doing to get yourself to the point where you're where you're in front of the customer closing them either virtually or non-virtually, right? Because nowadays there's so much the stuff, but somebody's yes. got to do something. Either your your either your you know uh, your website is closing them through some sort of a system, or you're you're doing it on Zoom, or you're doing it face to face, right? That's selling. When you're closing them on the business, everything else is marketing. That's that's the way I look at it. I I agree with you. I think if we're looking at it in terms of kind of that customer journey, I definitely think yeah. marketing occupies everything from the very top of the funnel from awareness yeah. down to engagement um, yeah. and even kind of lower. And I think I think where it used to be maybe a little bit more evenly split, marketing occupied maybe top yeah. and mid funnel, sales, you know, a little bit of the bottom of that mid funnel and then in the bottom activation. Yeah. Marketing is <laughs> It's taking on it's so taking much more a of big that. part of it. Exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. you really show up for your sales team right. with, you know, MQLs, SQLs ready to go. Yeah, right. Exactly. You've done your work yeah. as a marketer to identify the pain point with the audience. Yeah. Position why are you a unique and compelling solution to solve that pain? Um, give them proof, overcome objections, all those different hurdles so that you can deliver it. Yeah. Sales is tactical. Sales has come in and, and close based off of what we've already proven to you through the marketing cycle that you need and we can deliver. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's really good. Um, the, okay. So here's one. Uh, how do you approach sort of uh, creating branded content and storytelling for your customers? So, and maybe share an example of uh, maybe a campaign that you've done in the past or one interesting, uh, something we could relate to perhaps. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, so I think it's, uh, we got to start with why, right? Why you exist, what you believe. So I think we got to really make sure that we have kind of the, the purpose, the soul, the brand in, in place for it. Um, for example, uh, some of the campaigns we've worked on, we're working with, you know, some some larger brands um, that are doing, that are investing in branded content, but it's really the next generation of it, really brand storytelling um, and branded entertainment. Brands such as HP, Neutrogena, 3M, Johnson & Johnson, they're investing in creating really high quality premium storytelling documentary level storytelling long form and short form that are telling the stories of people in the community of their stakeholders of people that are uh, um that have real kind of world needs implications stories that are representative of their audience right but they're not putting their product in it they're not putting their service their name okay. their brand it's almost invisible Okay. This is one of the cool things that brands are starting to do where this is not your traditional interruptive ad product placement. It's we understand that people are becoming more aware to just tune everything out, all this white noise. 
Right. So how do we reach them at a deeper level? So branded, you know, brand, good branded content, I think is just good content, period. Right. At, right. Um, but how you connect the brand to it is making sure you're aligning some sort of theme, characters, narrative that connect with your intended audiences and stakeholders. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, you know, for okay. example, Neutrogena did a film called in this documentary in the sun and it was profiling, you know, raising awareness for skin cancer. Right. You didn't see Neutrogena products in there. You didn't see a name drop. I mean, maybe at the end of the credits, that's it, Yeah. but it's raising an overall awareness and right. then entrusting the consumer that once they are ready to go and take steps to help, you know, you know, combat that, you know, hopefully they reach for Neutrogena on the shelf or their, yeah. or their sunscreen. Yeah. But uh, it's a new way of, of yeah. communicating with your audience. Yeah. The um, in some of your publications, you talk about media and marketing mix, or you know, and mm-hmm. how do you customize these tools for cost-effective um, programs for your clients and stuff, right? Um, again, you know, back to my role in my, <laughs> my previous career as an independent filmmaker, right. um, definitely have to have that, that bootstrap approach how to stretch a dollar. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I think the first place we look is, um, is looking at stories that originate from kind of within the organization, you know, people, customers, employees, sales, you don't have to go and produce this big mega sort of, uh, media campaign. I think if the content is authentic and it's real and it's good, um, you can deploy that in a variety of different ways. Um, right. So that's that's kind of how I like to approach it. Is what do we have at our at our fingertips um, that really showcase the the true kind of purpose and identity of the brand? So uh, when you're when you're setting up your firm, um, Vanquish Media, um, like are you using a kind of a, a displaced uh, team or is it a virtualized? Uh, setup that you've got are you in one location or how you how you guys set up for yeah it's, clients it, and stuff? it started traditional kind of office brick and mortar you know all kind of in-person team um and that has evolved over time accelerated by covid to more of a much more of a kind of decentralized you know virtual kind of operation which which I really enjoy. I mean, the work that we do lends itself to to being able to to work remotely and virtually. Um, I also believe in kind of really finding and hiring the best people in the right places, regardless of where they are. Um, and and we've we've made it we've made it work. So I, I like right. the ability to have a diverse network of people that we can bring in for different projects and purposes, um, without being tied to the big kind of heavy overhead staffing issue that a lot of agencies are wrestling with. Right. Okay. How do you coach like, uh, you know, I guess we'll call them startups or, you know, or entrepreneurs that are in that sort of more bootstrapping? I'm not talking about a highly, um, you know, funded startup. I mean, but, uh, you know, when they when they should call in companies like yourself, like at what point, you know, they're at 500K or 3 million or, you know, where do you where do you sort of maybe turn on or where does a media type uh, marketing company like yourself turn on and. Yeah, I, for uh, for us, it really um, it really begins it begins with that brand strategy and discovery. So um, any business, any brand, any entrepreneur at any life stage, you have to have complete clarity and control over your brand and your narrative, um, so that so that it informs everything else. It's the playbook. What we do with a lot of our clients 
Uh, we work in three phases. First is brand discovery, getting a clear, deep understanding of what your brand is, how you're positioned in the market, your target audience, your competitors, all these sorts of things. We create a brand blueprint. Um, and what this is, is the messaging, the positioning, the identity that allow you to go and execute anything you want to do from a marketing standpoint, from a content standpoint, from a sales standpoint, but you've got to have that blueprint in place first. So that is something that I preach, you know, companies have been around for years and they've never gotten around to it. Um, right. But imagine how much more kind of efficiency, synergy, clarity, not only internally your team can have with having a core blueprint in place, we're all one in the same playbook, but in the minds of your consumers um, to really clarify what you've been doing. So that's that's where it's got to start is in that brand discovery process. Right. Okay. And, you know, just not wanting to beat it to death or whatever, but yeah. like, what would what would someone expect like how should someone expect the brand discovery process to go like i mean obviously it's probably a multi a many hour or a couple day process i'm not sure but i mean just to you know what exactly do you need from the the customer in order to pull the brand out of them and how long does it usually take and um you know uh, it, this is a really you know and i'm i'm really keen to hear your answers to this as well actually yeah and um like, how do you um, get that out of the customer? And and do you walk them through a series of questions or is it soul, you know, some sort of soul search thing you're doing? Yeah, you're absolutely, you're actually right. You're exactly right with the soul searching. I mean, <laughs> it really does start with a little bit like kind of personal therapy, right? Uh, a little personal development first so you can get there. Um, yeah, the begin, we kind of, we kind of work and dive in almost in a therapy sense with kind of some of those core uh, questions of of why, how, and what, right? right. You know, okay. kind of golden circle methodology, right? Getting really clear about <clears throat> what is your why, what is your purpose, okay. because we need that first to help anchor the rest of of what we're doing. So, okay. looking at it, kind of three phases. We start with brand purpose, your why, your how, your what. You know, what uniquely defines you. Um, helping to defel- uh, uh, define and develop your clear purpose, vision, sort of value statements. Then getting into brand identity. Okay. So wonderful. Now that we understand what you stand for, who are you trying to reach? So who are, you know, who as a brand, okay. who as your audience, and who yeah. is the competition? Okay. Um, some SWOT and kind of gap analysis there to make sure that your purpose is, is uniquely positioned in the marketplace. And yeah. then the final stage of it is brand personality. How do we bring that to life and humanize your business right. and brand? So the tone, the voice, the actual messaging framework that you can use for marketing, sales, social. Um, so starting internally, projecting it out into kind of the competitor and audience landscape, and then shaping exactly how your brand looks and sounds in the world. Okay. Is that sort of what you talk about when you talk about a unique and compelling voice or is that what you mean? Or you're yeah, for absolutely. That? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we, we don't we don't go around, you know, just lobbing our purpose statements and our vision and our values. We, you well, know, I, yeah, those I, are good, I, I don't want to feel know. like I'm beating you to death on this, but uh, I'm like, you know, like uh, sometimes I think in my mind, like, OK, well, I sell I don't I don't sell computers, but I'm thinking like, OK, I, I, I'm starting a company. I'm going to sell computers or whatever. Yeah. Right. And yeah. It's like, what's my purpose? My purpose is to sell computers. Well, <laughs> and why to make money? You know, like, and so how do we dig into that? What what? what existential questions do I have to ask myself to get that brand out of myself? Sure. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think it, it's, look, it's not, it's not easily or evident for everybody, but you're selling, you want to sell computers, right? Yeah. 
what is it that what is it that you love about selling computers? Maybe it's something you love about selling computers, right? Right. You, you I, like, I sell the best computers. I only sell high-end computers, right? So, okay, great. Yeah. Well, that's fine. So maybe you want to elevate the status quo. You believe that yeah. everybody deserves the, you know, they need, yeah. they deserve the best in technology and right. computing okay. so they can so they can make money, you know, do their jobs right, make put food on the table, all those different things. So you gotta have to kind of reverse engineer what those audience motivations are, right? Why people are are would, would come to you for your computers right. versus somebody else. We know that, you know, the Dells and a few others of the world, there's only there can only be one leader in price, right. in the lowest price, right? Being second place, second cheapest right. doesn't do you any good. Yeah. So unless you're going to lead on just kind of cheapest efficient most price you need to really kind of position what is what else is going to make you unique apple computer is all about identity and creativity and experience right yeah. um you and get it just works and stuff like that yeah yeah there's the yeah. simplicity of it you know yeah. the old you know apple i'm um, sorry you know mac versus pc commercials that's a perfect testament to how apple is positioning their purpose and their why, right? Right. It should be fun and easy and casual and creative and not complicated. And, right. and so, you know, they're, they're really do a great job without specifically saying, we believe in changing the world. No, that's not what it is. But it's certainly aligning with the desired identity that you want to attract in your audience. People that like the best computers and highest profile and best tech specs, great. We know you're a high achiever. We want to empower you with the best tools to to be your best self, right? Right. Buy our computers. You, um, when you're engaging with you know companies that are working on advancing their their uh, marketing strategy and, and you know and their go to market strategy and stuff, so rather than just word of mouth or pounding the pavement or whatever, like, yeah. how do you coach them on on where social media will pay a pay a part in the sense that. Because a lot of people think, myself included, like, okay, well, now I want to elevate my brand or something. So now mm -hmm. I got to be doing TikToks, right? <laughs> I got to be, you know, and I'll, I'll be go to the absolute extreme, right? I, now I have to be dancing on TikTok in order for someone to buy my high-end computers, if I can use that example, right? And so yeah. how do you coach the owners and the, and the marketing uh, strategists or whatever about where that's going to fit in, Um you know, or what advice do you have? Just to just what's your take on it? I guess is what I'm looking for. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's every business is different, but I think what you need to do is is do what kind of brings you joy. Don't just if you don't just create the content and get on social because you think like you have to and you need to be in the mix. I, I promise you, just organic social alone is just going to get lost in the white noise. Mm -hmm. Be disruptive. Be be edgy. Be intentional. That to me is the best way for anyone showing up on social today to make an impact because we're yeah. all we're all doom scrolling all day long. Yeah. But the things that we stop and look at are the things that are kind of arresting and grab our attention yeah. are completely offbeat or unexpected. Um, so that is really where I think brands need to lean in and leaders need to lean in is being irreverent and unabashedly real and vulnerable and authentic, um, but be disruptive and intentionally so. Uh, as a way to kind of cut through the white noise of social. Okay. Okay. And in in terms of um, you know, the the you know, the higher ups and whatever, is there a is there sort of an expectation that they need to like tear the band-aid off that fear of uh themselves being on social media or or I don't know, how do you coach people on that? I mean Yeah, I have to coach myself on that. I right. mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. I do a really great job kind of coaching others, but 
Right. You know, if you ask me, I, I, I grew up behind the camera, not on the yeah. camera. So, yeah. so for me, it was a learning lesson to, to say to myself, okay, you know what? It may not be my favorite thing to do is to go record myself and put it out there into the world. Right. But if I have something that could be valuable and useful to someone listening and watching, then I'm doing a greater service, right? Okay. And, and I'm helping giving them a window into who I am, my personality, my beliefs, my approach that, you know, again, social media is not going to necessarily drive leads like that. It's part of a greater ecosystem that when people learn about you, hear about you, do some due diligence, you know, what content, talk about brand, those pieces of content that help inform their, their entire perception of you. Um, right. So I know okay. it seems like a chore for a lot of people. I've seen your social yeah. posts. I think you do a great job with it, yeah. you know, um, yeah. but uh, you know, try to be intentional about it. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It we got to push through lots of, uh, lots of, um, you know, personal fears or whatever to do some of them. Right. And try to, and, you know, and I don't, I other, you probably have a lot more to say on this than me, but I mean, I've heard about, be careful about, you know, you know, diluting your message across so many platforms that, you know, you're funny here and you're dancing there and you're yeah. serious on this one. And you're, you know, I mean, people won't know who to like. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And I, you know, and I kind of, I'm, I kind of more, you know, business and motivational on LinkedIn. And then I am, I'm just more personal on Instagram and then the rest is just, you know, copies of the same. Right. And, um, and that's, you know, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind okay. of the way I do it. Right. And um, yeah. So I I'm just on LinkedIn. Right. I, I, you know, I have chosen to be, you know, yeah. not as not as present on some other platforms just because I, you know, I like the ability of the B2B connection on LinkedIn. Yeah, the quality of content. But every business is different, whether you're B2C, yeah. B2B, different industry, different vertical. And that's what it is. It's not just yeah. thinking you have to be on every channel. If you're a major global conglomerate, yeah, you want to have a bit of an omni-channel campaign. Um, but for most business owners, SMBs, right, pick the one or two channels where you can really... Yeah. connect with the right audience with the right tone and message of your of your content and stick with that yeah yeah good um okay um and so a couple of advice questions i guess so if you know for the uh, for people that are new to digital marketing and or marketing really in general i mean you know maybe a newer business or whatever what sort of sort of grounding advice would you give them about what to do or you know um yeah i mean there's you know new business what what are maybe a couple of uh, you know key points you might want to share with them about how sure. to approach it? So I'll I'll kind of give you just a broad overview of kind of yeah. our framework and how we serve. So I told you about brand discovery. From there comes brand identity, and then and then brand growth. Right? right. It's it's intentional in that sequence to build a good core foundation for a business. You know, uh, um, from the ground up. So brand discovery we talked about getting clear on your brand identity and message. That's first. Then moving into identity. Okay, great. What is the visual development and identity and assets that I need to show up in the world? So right. landing pages and websites, right? Um, your lead magnets, your brochures, your proposals, you know, basically the content, the video that allows you to take that brand identity and go and share it with the world. Okay. So now you've got that collateral, that identity collateral. Right. And then the third stage is growth. Great. So we've got those two things built. How do we amplify that and make this reach the world? Yeah building out a content strategy and programming like we talked about, um, building out kind of, you know, 
email nurture sequences, sales funnels, and then going and deploying camp, you know, actual kind of, you know, lead generation and, and, and growth campaigns from paid media to grassroots partnerships to referral campaigns. Um, but those, you know, following those kind of core phases and steps really is going to set you up for success. A lot of people like to just jump right ahead to growth. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Let's just run campaigns. <laughs> Zero to hundred. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, stop, pump the yeah. brakes or we need a website. Okay. Yeah. Well, you figured out what you're going to say on that website yeah. and what right. your story is. Yeah. So I'm always about, you know, measure twice, cut once. Yeah, Start yeah, from the core yeah. foundation. Yeah. It's going to make yeah. everything in your life so much easier and clearer and simpler. Um, otherwise, you've just got a whole bunch of stuff out there that isn't really quite a brand. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, again, along the advice, but a little different this time. So, uh, I, you know, you've started a business, I've started a business. And so for the, pe for the person that's still behind the desk of, uh, you know, uh, working for someone else or what have you, um, you know, what, what kind of um, advice might you have for them? And there's, they kind of have the bug, right? And uh, do you have any yeah. advice, like where your head was at and how you got, how you pushed through some, any kind of a thing or, you know, wh what you did to make that leap? And, um, you know, from uh, nine, nine to five, or even if it was nine to nine, but I mean, you know, from salary to entrepreneur kind of thing. Yeah. That's a great question. I think, um, I think you've got, just gotta, you've just gotta have that burning desire to do things a different way and not, you know, take a bit of a, a path less traveled. It's right. hard. It's tough. It can be lonely. It can be full of obstacles and stumbles and falls, um, I think for me, I, I knew pretty early on after, you know, getting out of you know, independent film, working in corporate for a little bit, this was not the box that I was meant to be in. This was yeah. not the operational structure that I was supposed to be in. Right. Um, so it was a bootstrap approach. I didn't have that marketing branding background. So um, a little bit is fake it till you make it, but you've yeah. got to learn and train and be relentless in your pursuit of knowledge and exploration and, and, and teaching for yourself. To become to build a business and a better leader um and that's kind of how and, and the rest for me at least was a little bit of a snowball effect you know beginning to take on new projects and new clients and needing more support in that capacity um but uh i can't ever see going back to uh yeah right a typical nine to five i just yeah my mind doesn't work that way anymore yeah yeah the um yeah, I had a business that I had sold off and then I had, to, I was mid career and I had to, you know, I still needed to work, you know, I wasn't going to retire at 40 something. And uh, I, I, you know, I didn't even know how to fill out a resume. Right. So I just started another company and, uh, you, you know, but um, yeah. And the one piece I always love to share with people is that, you know, the scary part is leading up to the choice, right? Like yeah. just push through the fear and get to that choice because you know, just raw adrenaline is going to drive you through at that point. You're, you're going to move from a state of fear to a state of making it happen, right? Absolutely. And the fear is the before part, right? Yeah. And that's like enacting in spite of your fear, right? That's where the, you know, the whole courage thing, right? Is is acting in spite of being scared, right? And um, Absolutely. Well said. yeah, and it's really, you know, it's such an awesome feeling when you do it, right? And, um, you know, even when you're small, but, you know, those are some of the best days that you have are in the early days when you're bootstrapping it and, you know, you and you're, you're the, you're the chief marketing officer and the CEO and the salesman all the and the accountant and everything else in between. Oh, right. Geez. So, all right. Uh, so I guess lastly, you know, where can people find out more about yourself and uh, you know, and your company, et cetera. Yeah. So um, check out, you know, our website, vanquishmediagroup.com. 
Um, and then also reach, you know, we got a lot of great resources. We've got a brand blueprint sort of guidebook that can help you kind of get started and, and, and actioning some of the things we talked about today. Um, and reach out to, to me on LinkedIn. Um, awesome. That's the best way. I, I love having conversations at any stage of growth yeah. or business that you're in. Um, if I can kind of be of service or of a guide, great. And if I can point you in the right direction, um, even better. That's great. Yeah, I really, uh, really enjoyed your take on some of these things and on the whole brand thing. And it's very near and dear to my heart. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, great to have you on the show. So thanks a lot for, for being here. My pleasure, Glenn. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of the Profit Powerhouse Podcast. Your support and engagement means the world to us. If you're brimming with expertise and eager to join us, navigate to my website at glenpoolis.com forward slash podcast and go to the Be A Guest section to connect with us. Don't keep this information to yourself. Please share this podcast on your favorite social media platforms to empower your network with the strategies and wisdom you've gained. Your feedback fuels our growth. Please take a moment to rate and review the Profit Powerhouse podcast wherever you listen. Your input helps us to continually refine our content to serve you better. Remember, our mission is your success. We've committed to providing you with the tools and insights to drive your business forward, and we're excited to have you on this journey with us. To stay up to date on the latest episodes, hit the subscribe button, and let's stay connected. Reach out to me on social media and continue the conversation and stay inspired. For resources and information, visit my website at glenpoolis.com. And before we sign off, remember, I'm Glenn Poulos, and reminding you that your potential as a business leader is limitless. Thank you for being a part of this podcast where your success story begins.